Well, once again, good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Good to be with you, as always. Great to be in the presence of the Lord. Today's a little different. We're going to do a little tag team preaching today. That's pretty rare for us, because I like to hog the microphone. Hallelujah. We'll see how far she gets. We've been practicing a little bit on our podcast. How many of you guys have been enjoying the word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt on our podcast? Hope you are. We study for you. That means they're watching, so that's good. Amen. So yeah, we're going we're gonna to try this, and we've done this in the past, where we've actually taught together, and we always had kind of a code. It's kind of a look, or if you ever watch Pastor and he'll do this, that's not a tender touch. That touch is he's doing something to my back that is saying, hurry it up, or it's my turn, or something. So I'll, I'll just kind of move like this, so he can't touch me, so yeah. we'll see how Somebody has to lead the dance. I'm leading the dance, that's all you, I'm trying to do. Are. So anyways, um, last week was um, pretty amazing. Um, something different happened. Pastor Robin got up here, or she normally does, to greet everybody. And the Spirit of God really began to hit her in the area of having you shout. She's, and, she, and I don't even know. I was getting prepared and just praying and coming in, ready to come in. And I don't know exactly what it was all about but at, at that time. But she was saying, we need to shout. And she gave a count of three. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, what's in their shout? And I, I said, I have no idea. He said, well, when they shout, I'll tell you. And so I said, okay, praise God. And so y'all shouted, and God gave me a little word. And based on that, I came, I came out here, it was video commercials, and the Lord gave me a prophetic word. I want to share that prophetic word. By the way, this message, Shout, we took and we, uh, we did it on our last podcast on Thursday night. So if you haven't seen that one yet, uh, you'll want to see that, especially after today as we were doing a breakdown of what it means. And um, we feel like God is in this and God is saying this. And that's why I felt like let's continue almost like the podcast, but on Sunday to do it on Sunday. I feel it's very, very special. Anyways, here's the word I had transcribed uh, from Sunday uh, that I gave. And what is in your shout this morning, says the Lord? What was in your shout? For as you shouted this morning, your breath went forth and you began to breathe upon the embers of this nation, says the Lord. And there is a flicker of a flame, says the Lord. For the Lord says, continue to shout, continue to shout, and even this week, keep shouting, shout, 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 says the Lord. For you are driving back enemy forces and you are breathing upon the embers of the fire of revival and freedom in this nation. Shout, says the Lord. And your breath, your breath mixed with my spirit will bring forth not only a revival to my house, but a fire that is coming to this nation, a fire of freedom, says the Lord. For the Lord says the golden eagle will arise like a phoenix out of the ashes, says the Lord, and a new day is dawning upon America. Believe it, my children. Shout about it, my children. Trust me with this, my children. Shout the victory, for you will not only shout these things nor sing these things, but you will run with that fire. You will find a new vigor and a new force inside you, says the Lord. The force of my spirit that you've been craving for, says the Lord. And I will do this even through you, says the king. You will lay hands upon the sick, and they will recover, and you will find in the days ahead, days ahead that your words will not fall off your tongue onto the ground, but they will be like a fire to the people that you speak to, says the Lord, and they will hear me in your voice, 
For even in your shout this morning, I have begun this. So begin to rejoice and shout. Your children are being set free, says the Lord. Hallelujah. We believe that. Father, this morning, we thank you, Lord God, for the praises of shouts that have gone forth. More are yet to come, Lord God. Filled with victory, filled with life, filled with your spirit, filled with fire of freedom and fire of revival, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, anoint us both, Lord God, that we may articulate that which you place in our spirit. Anoint the hearer, every person, Lord God, in this sanctuary those watching us right now by streaming on our online campus that they may be anointed to receive all and even more than we can deliver lord god but all that you desire in jesus name and the church said a big amen can we give the lord a shout about it hallelujah hallelujah you know we're not we're not going to get political this morning but as you were rereading that you know, I was just thinking of how the enemy really has come in these last couple of years, last two years, really, with COVID. And, and I'm not talking, listen, we're not talking mass, we're not talking conspiracy theories, nothing like that. But we're talking about how this thing has come from the enemy to affect the lungs. And what happens when those lungs are affected is you can't breathe, let alone Fetch shout. The breath. And the enemy has tried to keep us silent because I want to read the scripture verse, Psalms 89. We gave some of the scripture verses to the AV team. So if they've got it, that's great. If not, we understand. But Psalms 89, 14, and it says this, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne steadfast love and faithfulness go before you now listen to this verse 15 blessed are the people who know the festal shout blessed are you when you know the festal shout and i'm going to explain what that is in a second it says who walk O lord in the light of your face who exalt in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted for you are the glory of their strength by your favor our horn is exalted for our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. So it says, blessed are the people who know the festal shout. And in Hebrew, festal shout means a triumphant shout. It means uh, an acclamation of joy and celebration. It means a battle cry. So the Word of God is saying, if you are blessed, if you understand, and if you participate in a festal shout, if you participate in a battle cry, if you participate in a shout of joy, if you participate in a triumph, triumphant shout. So every time you shout, it's not just, all right, we're just going to shout because, you know, pastor says shout. Oh, look at my hand. hand. It is, I got to move over here. My turn. It is because, no, <laughs> blessed She's preaching you. my message over here. Blessed. Go ahead, girl. Your life will be blessed if you know how to shout. Yes. Be blessed. <laughs> know how to shout. Well, that's interesting because that's exactly what I'm moving this festal shout. It's very important. So um, how many remember Gideon? Remember Gideon, the word of God? Gideon was a man who the Bible says uh, felt that he was the least in his own father's house. He wasn't worth much. Uh, when the armies of the Philistine armies began to take over Israel, all he cared about was protecting his little bit of farmland that he had, and that was it. He did not see himself of, of any type of value. 
but God saw something inside of him, but God had to put a confidence inside of him. Right. The word of God, let me tell you something, these, these times that we're in right now, that we're in right now, I'm going to tell you something. You want fear to go? Get back into the word of God. The word of God creates faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so he needed the word of the Lord. Well, God came and visited him one day and said, oh, oh mighty man of valor. Now, he's puzzled by this because he's thinking, who are you talking to? Can't be talking to me because I know I'm, 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 I'm just uh, a farmer. I, I just want to be left alone. I don't have any type of military um, operations inside of me or know anyone like that. But God said, you're a mighty man of valor, and you're the one I'm choosing to take on the armies that are against me and my people. I'm choosing you. Now, this was incredibly um, confusing to him because he didn't feel it. You know, when God calls you, he doesn't call you because you felt it. He calls you because he sees something in you and about you that you don't know about yourself. And there is much more in you. As a matter of fact, just look at your neighbor, there's more in you than you think. God has absolutely wrapped up greatness on the inside of you. And sometimes it don't look like much. The wrapping don't look like much, but there is greatness on the inside of you. Somebody say amen to that. And so here he is, and he goes, okay, Lord, what would you have me do? And God begins to give him an assignment, and he said, I want you to talk to such and such people, and they're going to give you, they're going to give you leeway. They're going to let you car blanche, and they're going to let you do certain things. And that was to deal with the armies of Israel. Well, there were 32,000 troops, 32,000 men prepared for war. That's a lot of people. It wasn't that much compared to the Philistine troops. They had, the Bible says, like the sand of the sea. It was just, there had so many troops. It was unbelievable. But 32,000 is a pretty good start. Well, he gets the 32,000 and starts to work with them. And God says, no, no, no. These are not the ones I want. He said, here's what you do. Go to the people tomorrow and ask these men, if you have any type of fear inside of you, I can't use you. Just go ahead and step away. We won't look at you bad, but you need to walk away. 22,000 men walked away that day, leaving only 10,000 brave men ready for war. Well, he's going, my God, we literally at 10,000 people, and now what are we going to do? And he said, God says, I'm not done yet. I want to even whittle it down even further. You see, sometimes we think, I'm not trying to preach, take too much from you too, baby, but I'm just trying to say there, there's that festal shout that God desires for us all to have, but it comes out of, a, it comes out of faith. It comes out of God giving you the victory, that a victory you can't give yourself. So 32,000 wasn't going to do it. God says, no, no, because if you did it with 32,000, you'll say it was the might of your hand. If you did it with 10,000, you'd still say it's the might of your hand. But God said, now take them down by the water, by the river. He says, and I'm going to tell you, those who, who I want and those who I don't want. He said, the one that bowed down and put their all four hands and knees down and lapped the water like a dog, he said, I don't want them. He said, but the ones that get down on one knee and take their hand to their mouth and drink the water like that, they're the ones I want. Now, why would God choose them? Because the ones that have their heads down and don't care about anything else around them, he said, I can't use them. But the ones that are always looking around, and y'all don't hear me, and prepared for a breakout, prepared for a battle, prepared, knowing that the devil's not going to rest, but neither are we because we're the soldiers of Almighty God. He says, those are the ones I want. The Bible said only 300 men put one knee down and put, took their hand to their mouth. He said, and those are the ones I want. Has anybody ever heard of a remnant? There's a remnant rising 
in America and around the world. It may not be the thousands and millions of Christians that God uses. It may just be a few choice men and women that say, I'm not afraid. I'll go into battle. I'll fight for my God. Somebody shout yes. And so God says, he said, but he said, but Gideon said, Gideon still wasn't convinced and probably neither would you be either. 32,000 now down to 300 had to face thousands and thousands of men of war. And God says, you want some encouragement? Now check this out, honey. If you want some encouragement, here's what you do. Go down to the enemy's camp. Why are we afraid of the devil? He said, go ahead and take somebody with you if you don't want to be by yourself. He said, you and he go down to the enemy's camp. He said, when you get there, you'll know why. And when he got there, they hid behind a rock. And they heard two people, two enemy uh, men talking. And one said, I had a dream last night. And it really bothered me. He said, what was your dream? He said, I saw a barley loaf that was freshly baked, that was made into a wheel and came down from the, from, the, from the Israelites and came down the side of the mountain and rolled into our camp and smashed our tents down flat. And he said, oh my God. He said, you know what that was? That's the might of Gideon. That's the army of God and God is with him. And if God be for him, who can be a... This filled Gideon up with some confidence because he had the word of the Lord and it built his faith. And he came back and said, hey guys, we got the victory. The Lord has given us the victory. Tomorrow, we're gonna let out a battle shout. Everybody say it's time to shout. It's time to no longer be afraid of how, my, how many enemies you seem to be around you. It's time to shout. It's time to dance. It's time to be joyful. Why? Because we have the promise of victory in our families, in our nation, in our bodies, in our finances. We got victory in our homes. Somebody needs to let out a shout this morning and claim. Come on. A festal shout. A festal shout. A battle cry. <laughs> and I guarantee you by the end of service, some of you are going to, you're going to catch on to this. Oh, we're going to shout. Yes, Because how many of you need a blessing in your life? And if you need a blessing, you're going to learn how to shout. And I was thinking actually this morning and, and at the last second, I, I, I grabbed this scripture verse and I was thinking about the four lepers. Because some of you right now, you just feel like you are dragging along. And you have been going, you know what? I don't know. If we stay here, we're going to die. If we go to the enemy's camp, we're going to die. And there was a great famine that was going on. And here's these four lepers that are outside of the, you know, outside the city. They don't know what else to do. But they, had a, they came up with a plan as they were talking. And they said, you know what? Let's just go to the enemy's camp. Because maybe they'll be kind enough to throw Come some on, food preach. at us. And if not, they're going to kill us, but we're going to die no matter what. So they began to walk, these four lepers, as body parts are falling off and things are oozing. And it's pretty nasty, I'm sure. But I love in the scripture verse that it talks about in 2 Kings. And it says this, as they walk toward the camp. Some of you got to get up and you got to start moving. You've been in your situation too long, 
And listen, and I am with you. I've done it myself. It is comfy on that couch to sit and complain and whine and cry and boo-hoo and tell God, when are you going to do something, Lord? But God is saying, I need you to get up with your old nasty, broken-down self. And I need you to start moving, and I need you to start believing God for something big. He's prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. We don't shrink back when the devil comes. We go right into the enemy's camp. Come on. And the word of God says that as they walk toward the camp, that the Lord caused. See, all you got to do is get up by faith and begin to move. And it said the Lord caused the Syrian troops to hear what sounded like the roar of a huge cavalry. So the soldiers said to them, said to each other, this is what the enemy says, as you are by faith creating this roar that comes out of you. They said, listen, the king of Israel must have hired the Hittite and Egyptian troops to attack us. Let's get out of here. So they ran out of their camp that night, leaving their tents and horses and donkeys. And if you go on reading the word of God, Here's these lepers come in, and the tents are full of food. They're full of silver and gold, which, by the way, who brings silver and gold and jewels to a battle? But here they were able to come in, and then they said, you know what? Let's not just share it with ourselves. Let's go back and tell our king what is here. I'm telling you this morning, you know, some of you, you stood with me with my dear friend Heidi. And if you remember... You know, she had stage four cancer. And she was at home. This was during COVID. So people couldn't come over and lay hands on her, couldn't pray. But we together began to lift her up and to pray for her. But Heidi had a battle cry. She had a cry of faith. She had a shout of joy. And even when she couldn't talk, she would text, God is good all the time. Now, how can somebody in stage four cancer, and I'm telling you right now, you know the devil was whispering every demonic lie he could come up with into her ear. But how could Heidi begin to have a battle cry that was God is good all the time? Because she realized through her shout, text shout. Maybe that's all it could be. Maybe that's all you can do right now. Maybe you're saying, Pastor Robin, I don't know how to shout. Let's just go ahead and just begin by faith with a little bit of shout and let it begin to stir up on the inside of you. So Heidi began to shout, God is good all the time. My God is a healing God. I know that by his stripes, I am made whole. Her shout began to get joyful. Her shout began to get a shout of of belief. It began to get a warfare cry saying, devil, you better step back because when I'm healed, my testimony is going to go across this country and it is going to set people free. And as many of you know, my dear sweet Heidi is cancer free right now. And in fact, <laughs> listen, somebody is watching right now and you're dealing with a bad report from a doctor and he's told you that you've got cancer. He's told you that there is going to be no hope. He's told you all the woes and all the sadness. But if you rise up in a battle 
God is good. She just went, she just, honey, she just went to the doctor the other day and um, she put out, she put out there uh, and, and she let people know she, uh, Heidi's got the best smile in the world. I'm having this girl come. She's going to come and give her testimony. She, soon. she watches, she watches us um, on um, our, through our online ministry and uh, she's such, she's such a sweetheart. She's amazing. And she was telling a little bit about the, her testimony and we both individually wrote her and I wrote her something really nice and she responded back and she just said, uh, you two, uh, she said, uh, you, Pastor Jeff and, and Robin are the two sweetest people I know. And I thought it was so cute because I've known her since I was 15 years old. And she calls me Pastor Jeff, which is kind of cute to me because we've been friends for so many years. But she's just such my a maid of honor in our wedding. She was exactly. She was one awesome. of got us. She yeah. She'd actually drive across the line, the border, and get us beer. Praise God. <laughs> got you. She's a little got bit older than us. Thank you, no, Heidi. No, no, look at. I just gave this great testimony for Heidi, and you're 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 busting they her shoved out. Me. They shoved <laughs> me in her little sports car. Remember that? They shoved me in the back in a little hatchback in the sports car, and we go to, we go to Beloit, Wisconsin. Hallelujah, from Rockford, Illinois, because you could drink in Wisconsin at 18. Hallelujah. I was 15. Praise God, but I was getting my beer. Hallelujah. <laughs> But she just put out on the testimony that, you know, she is cancer-free. and Yes. But, but that's what happens. You know, it is so easy when you get those negative reports. It's yes. so easy when you get that, that bill right before you're, you're talking about a vacation. It, you know, um, those things that just come that just take us, you know, take the, it takes a wind out of us. It takes a breath out of us. But God is saying during those times, can you praise him? Because you know what? Our shout has got to be louder than the voice of the enemy. And I was actually getting ready this morning. And I was just, you know, I was just praying over, you know, the message. And I was just, you know, I was thinking of some stuff. I was thinking, you know, we, we want to do like a family trip and all this kind of stuff, you know, next year. And so I'm just, I'm just having the best time this morning. And all of a sudden, the enemy just put a picture in my head. It was like those subliminal messages. It was so quick that just flashed through that instantly took my breath away. And all of a sudden, I started thinking about uh, on this this picture that he had put in my head that all of a sudden just began to, I just started like, felt like I'm just backing up, you know, in the spirit, just like, oh man, that's just, that's not good. And I realized my, my shout has got to be louder than that voice that he just whispered in me. So I just began to praise the Lord. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to drown you out. How many of you, you can, you know how to, you know how to drown out your spouse. When they're to, you know how to drown out your children. You know how to drown out. You got to learn how to drown out the enemy when he is whispering in your voice. You are about to go down. This isn't going to be good for you. You're about to get fired. You're about to Come lose on. this. You have got to go. You know what? Devil, you might be shouting but in my head right now, but I am going to give God a shout of praise and I'm not even going to listen to the voice of the enemy anymore. We were talking about it on Thursday for the, the podcast and that we were talking about how it, the shout is a stirring up by faith of your soul. It's a stirring up by faith of your spirit. It's saying, 
I'm going to rise above with enthusiasm and with excitement and exuberance. You know, we are praising and worshiping God. We elevated our voices. And maybe we don't feel like we have a good voice. And maybe we don't necessarily want the person next to us to hear our voices. But then we recognize we're not, ready, not here for a talent contest. We're here to praise and worship our God. And so we begin to shout to God and sing exuberantly. We're stirring our, our, our inner man up with our faith. And, of course, we're speaking the word of God the whole time in the songs and speaking the word of God in our lives. But the truth of the matter is it's, it's taking your, your normal self to another level, another level of believing and, and zeal and passion. This is what David meant when he said, um, he said, I would have fainted unless I believed. To see, the Bible says, to see... Um, uh, the Lord in the land of the living. And so now then we're talking about, he's saying, I'm, I, my flesh was weak, but I put myself in another state of mind that I'm going to see God's goodness, God's goodness in the land of the living. This is another level. So I know for some people we talk about shouting, you're a more reserved personality. But I tell you what, I guarantee you, you've shouted at some point, whether it was at that television screen when the Bucks won that, run championships, or the, the, the Packers or Bears played, whatever you like to follow, you know, you shout at the team, whether they're doing bad or whether they're doing good. No doubt there's a shout inside God put inside of each and every one of us. Well, we shout, you know, if, if our children are running out into the street, we shout. we shout for their attention. We shout because we want them to remain safe. So there is a shout that the Lord has, you know, put in us. I like how somebody, uh, somebody actually said this. They said, a shout strategy. You know, because you already know, if you're a parent, you already know you have a shout strategy when it comes to your children. You, ha you already have planned that if something is to happen, I'm going to shout, and this is what is going to take place. So there's a shout strategy that we have. So why not a shout strategy in the things of God? Why not a shout strategy when it comes to our life and when we know that the enemy is out to get us, that we can shout unto God? Because it's, you know, the Word of God. Listen, if it wasn't in the Word of God, we would not be up here talking about this. But over and over, just Google. Google scripture verses on shout. And there are so many that we can't even give all of them to you today. But it tells us, it commands us to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And it never says, shout unto God with the voice of triumph once you receive your miracle, once you receive your blessing. Shout unto God when Preach it's that. all said That's and it. done. We're to shout unto God by faith because there are, there's, you know what, I, I, and we talked about this Thursday night that there are really like three kinds of shout and you're going to talk about one of them in a second, but there is a shout of war, there's a shout of faith, there's a shout of joy and I want to talk really quick and then I, I want to throw this at you, but a shout of war and in 2 Chronicles 13, there is a story about two kings that are going up against each other. And you talk about, you know, a shout strategy. And here's these two kings, and, and uh, we talked about this. I was going to learn how to say both the names, but, you know, I'm going to ask the Lord when I get to heaven one day, why couldn't the names back then be like Bob, you know, King Bob, you know, and King Joe up against each other? Abijah, Abijah and Jeroboam. All right, so King Abijah was a man of God, king of Judah. 
And he has 400,000 men. And he is going to go up against this, this other king, Jeroboam. And Jeroboam has 800,000 men. And what was so interesting about this story, and I talked about this on Thursday night, was that here's this, this, this man of God, this king, that gets up and he begins to shout at the other king. He's, he's, he begins to shout, let me tell you what my God is going to do. Because you have walked away from the things of God, my God is going to make us victorious. My God, and he is shouting all these things to this rotten old king. But while he's shouting all these things of what his mighty God can do, the other king has a strategy of taking his 800,000 men and now surrounding King um, Abijah. And how many of you have felt there's been times that you have stood and you have shouted the praises of God and you have shouted out the word of God and you have shouted with joy unto God only to discover that the enemy is now surrounding you? We've all been there. We have all, if you've been saved for five minutes, you've probably experienced that. I have shouted my healing and all of a sudden I just get another bad report or another pain that rises up. I have shouted that my God is, it makes me rich and all of a sudden in comes that bill or the job, you know, you take, have to take a pay cut or whatever it is and the enemy is now surrounding you. But here's what happens when they find out, when King Abijah finds out that he is now surrounded. And it goes on and it says in verse 15, it says, he, Judah's army realized they were trapped and so they prayed to the Lord. You gotta make sure that you have got your communication with God Almighty. So they prayed to the Lord and the priest blew the signal on the trumpet and the troops let out a battle cry. And then with um, Abijah leading them into battle, it says God defeated the other army and, uh, and actually took out 500,000 soldiers of that other army. Half a million people gone like that because they learned a battle cry. It didn't matter if they were surrounded. They still had the revelation. And I'm telling you this morning, do not lose your revelation that your God is a mighty God. Don't lose the revelation that even though it seems like you might be surrounded, that God is not gonna be victorious for you. If you will keep your shout, if you will keep your battle cry shout, if you will keep your shout of faith, you can defeat the enemy. And not only do they take out 500,000 of the other army, it says that while they were pursuing them to take them out, they also took three cities and all the villages in between of the enemy. So God has you set up for victory, not only to defeat the enemy, but to take in the spoils. Not only to defeat what the enemy has tried to come and take you out, but God says, now I want to bless you abundantly for what the enemy has stole from you. I'm going to give back to you and even more. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Okay, I just felt, I said this morning, I saw something in the spirit. I, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to do or not. I well, let me say this before you do well, that. No, I, 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 no, 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 no. You're yeah, not going to do that? I'm to preach. No, let me, let, me, let, me, let me just set this up. Let me set this up. Stand over here. Obey your husband. <laughs> There's a lot we can say. Was that, me... in, was that in our vows back then? Yes. Was it? Well, that was almost 35 years, so obey, obey was in there. So. Obey your husband. I will. Do what he tells you to do at all times. That was all in the vows. It was all there. 
I had a good scripture verse for what you So what I want to do is I want to do this. This is going to be unique. It's, I think it's going to be a prophetic statement. I wasn't going to do it. And I'm not sure if you guys are up for this or not. Uh, but I want to do something that I feel God's saying to do. I want the elders to stand for just a second. Stand, elders stand. Okay, here's what I want to do. Well, and elders, they know who they are. The elders are, are the ones who are, are over the church. They're the ones that help us lead the church and spiritual guidance over the church. Um, apt to teach, and you can find this out in, in the Word of God who they are. So we have you all. Okay, I have a couple that are out of town, but here's what I want to do. Um, is Chalo here? Man, okay. So I have to keep Pete on the drums. Um, Sonia can come off the bass. John can take the bass. Sonia can come off the bass. Um, let's see here. And then what we'll do is this. Um, um, okay, that's good. Okay, so here's what I'm going to have you do. All, um, see what I'm I missed somebody else. Okay, we got everybody. Everybody except for Janet. Janet, you won't be able to do this right now, okay? You'll be able to do it next time. You stand where you're at. You stand. <laughs> I'm going to have you all come to the front right now. All the elders come to the front, okay? And I'm going to do something that we've never done in the history of this ministry. I'm going to have you, I'm going to read this. And as I'm reading this to the congregation, God did this in Scripture. God did this again for me, not once, but twice in this ministry. When we were looking to uh, buy this property and we were looking to refinance this property, there was a lot of problems with what was going on. That was when, you know, the economy was bad and all that stuff. And, and God instructed me twice to do this. And both times God given, gave us an absolute miracle and put this bill in our hand. The first time... He did this. He gave us this building. We had no, we had, church, we had, we had no way of getting this building in the natural. But God said, I want you to walk around the building seven times and claim it. And God gave it to us. Within six months, we were in this building. Six months, I had not a dime to my name and had about 75 people coming to our church. And God gave us this building. When the economy fell apart and we virtually lost the building and it was a bad time for every, a lot of people a lot of stuff we never let go we never let go of the promise of God and God woke me up one morning this was back in 2010 11 and he said walk around the building once again son and claim it it's yours and God did a miracle and with six months from that time frame everything worked out and we had a million dollars taken off the loan so the second time was better than the first time. I'm going to have the elders of this church walk around this congregation seven times. And I believe the walls in our life that's been holding us back is going to come down in the name of Jesus. Come you on, got somebody. a wall of sickness. You got a wall of debt. You got a wall come of on. fear and insecurities. I want you to go ahead, stand up where you're at. Well, because we're going to believe for the walls to come down. All right. So all the elders begin to walk right now. Let me know what number you're on when you come around. Give me this. Two, three, four. All right. Now listen to this. This is Joshua 6, son. Joshua 6, chapter 6, verse number 1. I want you to see this as we do this. It says this. 
Now Jericho was securely shut up because the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. Now God had given a promise that they were going to take that, that city for him. But it was securely shut up. It looked like it was absolutely impossible. And some of you might be facing impossible odds where God told you to do something. And it looks like it's not. How is it going to happen, God? How can this actually take place? How can my marriage actually be healed? How can my finances uh, actually have a, uh, provide me enough? How can, how can my relationships be put back together again? It looks impossible. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I want you to see. I have given Jericho into your hand, its king, and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around all the city once. This you shall do for six days. For they're instructed, they're instructed. Every day for six days, walk around the city. Walk around the walls. Walk around the stuff that's got you, you know, bound up. You can't move forward. And then it says this, and it says, and the priests, we're looking at these of the priests today, shall blow the trumpets, and it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the Ark of the Covenant while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. They're coming around the second time, y'all. Here we go. I want you to get excited in your spirit. Get excited in your spirit. God's about to do some breaking down of the walls. Now the Bible says, the Bible says that as they did this, that God was with them, and it looked like it was impossible, but God was with them. And when they shouted unto God, they shouted unto God, the people got involved. The walls of Jericho came down flat. Now. We've been talking about shout. Now this is what I saw was so interesting to me i never seen before. The biblical name for Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is coming up September 6th. We're just days away from Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which is a 10-day event. We'll be talking more about that as we do every year. We give offering. This is what we do every single year to open up uh, the heavens over our lives. All right, y'all, here comes number three. Here we go. They just completed number three. God, give them strength. Give them strength. You want to kick off your shoes, you can kick off your shoes. Hallelujah. And the biblical name for Rosh Hashanah, watch this, is Yam Teruah. I never knew this. I had to study it out to find out Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah. And God spoke to us in the prophecy last week that we're to continue with the shout over the weeks to come. I had no idea how close we were to Rosh Hashanah. It snuck up on us. I'm thinking it's the end of the month or the beginning of October, which it normally is. It's now just it's September 6th, just days away. Yom Teruah is Rosh Hashanah. And Yom Teruah means 
to shout. It means to raise a sound. And I believe there's a sound coming over us, over this church, over America. What number? Is that number four? Come on, y'all, number four. It means, it means, a, you go right, right after me. It means to raise a sound, to cry out, to give a blast. It means to shout a war cry or alarm of battle. It means to sound a signal for war or to march. It means to shout in triumph over your enemies. It means to shout in an applause. It means to shout with religious impulse. It means to cry out in your distress unto your God who will give you the victory. It means to shout in triumph. It means to shout for joy for the Lord has given you the victory. Come on. Psalms 118.15 says this. From the tents of God's people come shouts of victory. If you don't know what to shout this morning, Psalms 118.15 tells you. And they shout, the Lord is powerful. Come on. And number as you five, begin to shout, as you begin to shout, maybe what you got to do is shout those words from Psalms. The Lord is powerful. He is powerful over your body. He is powerful over your finances. He is powerful over your marriage. The Lord is powerful over your children. He is powerful over this nation. That's what you can shout this morning, the word of God. The Lord is powerful. There's nothing this God cannot do. That's right. I said there's nothing this God cannot do. They're approaching now the sixth, the sixth lap. In just a few minutes, we're going to release a shout in this house. I wonder how you're going to feel when that wall of crushing debt comes down or that wall of sickness and disease comes down. I wonder how you're going to feel when God puts together that marriage and takes that pain out of your heart. I wonder how you're going to feel when freedom hits your spirit. Who's ready for it? We're now at number six. We're now at number six. Come on. Get ready. Get ready. Hold on one second. We're preparing for number seven. When they come up here, and elders, I want you to hear this. When they come up here, they're going to face you. And I'm going to count to three, and they're going to let their shout out first because the priests were the first ones to blow that trumpet. So, and, and Pastor Rob and I are going to join them, and they're going to let it out first, and I'm going to point to you, and then we're going to shout unto God like we've lost our minds. And I want you to think about what it is you need God to be victorious over. We just gave you the word of God. What he's looking for is your faith. Are you ready? Hey, listen, those of you that are watching online, we want you to join with us. Yes. You are all part of this. You've got to have the same kind of shout and the Come same on. kind of boldness. Number seven. They've made it to number seven. Line up. Line up. Now turn towards the congregation. All right. Shh. Shh. No music. Come back with the music when they shout, when the, when the congregation shouts. Are you ready? When I count to three, I want this 
priesthood, this eldership to lift up a shout. If you're in the priesthood and you're watching this right now, you lift up a shout as well. Are you ready? One, two, three. Just the priest. Just the priest. Yeah! Come on now. Okay. On the count of three, it's time for the congregation to lift up a shout, and the walls of your Jericho are going to come down. Are you ready? One, two, three. Shout! Ten more seconds. Come on. Shout on the God with the voice of triumph. Shout on the God with the voice of triumph. Somebody shout, yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Each day is just the same. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Come on, sing it again. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Because it's just the same. Come on and pray. Watch me. Look what the Lord has done. Come on, sing it again. Look what the Lord, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved me just in time. Oh, I'm gonna praise his name. Each day is just the same. Come on, Jerry. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord. Just one more time, lift up your voice. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body, he touched my mind. He saved me just on time. Oh, I'm gonna praise his name. Each day is just the same. Come on, praise him. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Come on, shout about it. Come out! Sickness and disease, come out! HIV, come out! You're healing spines. You're healing eyes. Somebody's 
pain in the back of your right eye, God is healing you right now. Pains in the bottom of your feet, God is touching you right now. Those bone spurs are going now. Jesus, mighty name. Oh. Come on, God. Do what you do. Do what you do. We give you praise, oh God. Lift your hands right where you're at. Now just begin to thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Let Him wash over you now. Begin to thank Him. This trouble now is leaving you. This trouble now is leaving you. Thank you, King. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph because we win. We're the winners, oh God. And we bless you this morning and magnify you, recognizing it's you and you alone. We cannot do it ourselves. You've gained us the victory. Almighty God, and we give you the praise this morning and all the glory for it. In Jesus' precious name.